Welcome to Shear Jashub, brought to you by the Church Fellowship of Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle of Madison, Connecticut, and featuring the teaching ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and today we will be continuing with the in-depth Through the Bible series entitled Heavenly Authority. So let's join my husband, Pastor Greg, as he begins the Sunday Sermon. We'll pick up this morning in 1 Samuel and chapter 14. The last time in the Authority series, we saw how the victory over the Philistines was cut short, how they were routed from central Israel, but it was not the complete victory that God had ordained because of Saul's attitude, because of Saul's oaths, because of his rashness and his lack of consulting the Lord, that the wonderful work started by Jonathan and Jonathan's young armor bearer meets completion, but not quite the way it could have been. Saul returns from pursuing the Philistines. The Philistines go to their own place. And then we read in verse 47 of chapter 14. So Saul established his sovereignty over Israel and fought against all his enemies on every side. So Saul still has victory after this incident. After his brazenness, God still uses him. He's still an anointed vessel. And he has victory on every side against Moab, against the people of Ammon, against Edom, against the kings of Zobah and against the Philistines. Wherever he turned, he harassed or he inflicted punishment or he smote them. And Saul expands Israel's kingdom. We're starting to see the kingdom of Israel go forth now. And he expands it to the south, to Edom, east, Ammon and Moab, north, Zobah. Zobah is a Aramean kingdom situated in Syria and of course west toward the Philistines. So the kingdom is, is spreading. Verse 48, And he gathered an army and attacked the Amalekites and delivered Israel from the hands of those who plundered them. Now, the Amalekites are nomadic descendants of Esau. And we remember them clearly from their attack against the Israelites at Rephidim. Let's look at that to refresh our memories. This is in Exodus chapter 17. They're coming out of Egypt, and the Lord is working on this nation to make it a great people. If you read in chapter 17, verse 8 of Exodus, now Amalek, Amalek is the descendant of Esau, and so all his children are known by his name, the Amalekites or Amalek. Now Amalek came and fought with Israel in Rephidim. They just come out. For no reason, they come down and start to fight the Israelites. And it says, And Moses said to Joshua, Choose us some men and go out and fight Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses said to him and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. So it was 
when Moses held up his hand, that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. Now remember, Moses is standing up on the top of the hill with the rod of God in his hand. But Moses' hands became heavy. So they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. And Aaron and Hur supported his hands, one on one side and the other on the other side. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. So Joshua defeated Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. And the Lord said to Moses, Write this for a memorial in the book, and recount it in the hearing of Joshua, that I will utterly blot out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. And Moses built an altar and called its name, The Lord is my banner. For he said, Because the Lord has sworn, the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. The Israelites are encamped in the wilderness. When the Amalekites come out as the aggressors, the only way the Israelites win the victory is for Moses to stand there and to hold his staff, hold the wood up with his hand, and God gives them the victory over Amalek. And Amalek then becomes in the scriptures a type of human flesh. And obviously Moses there with his uplifted hands until sundown is a type of Jesus on the cross with his hands uplifted on the wood of the cross, even as Moses has his hands uplifted holding the rod. And to defeat over the flesh, and to defeat over the human nature, the uplifted hands toward God to receive all that God has for us. The uplifted hands of Jesus on the cross, giving all that God has for us. And the uplifted hand, the early Christians would lift up their hands in praise toward God to receive from him. And as a type of what Jesus did on the cross, the uplifted hands declaring his victory as his hands were spread apart and nailed to that beam. Amalek is a type of human flesh, and he and his people, the Amalekites, are troublemakers. You know, God has a plan here for the Israelites. He has something in mind that he wants to do. The word of God is coming through these people. The Messiah will come through these people. He will settle them in a promised land that will be the center of the whole world. And for no reason whatsoever, they come out and attack. And when you set about to do the things of the Lord, when God has a plan in your life, when God is working through ministries and churches, there's always Amalekites. There's always some troublemakers who are looking to fight against and go against, for no reason, the work of God. It's not even a matter of neutrality with them. They declare war against the things of God. And so if you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you come into their targets whether you want to or not. You might have had no contact with them, but they set their sight on you because really they've set their sight on God. And they desire to bring down the things of God, and so you come into the crosshair. The Amalekites 
won't mind their own business. They have to be involved. And they're a type of man running out to destroy the plan and the goodness of God. And it says that God is angry with that. When a people or a person or a nation or a society declares war on God, they're in a very dangerous position because when they try to corrupt his work, when they try to corrupt what he's doing, then he sets his sight against them. And what it says here is that he has sworn that he will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. It says in verse 14 that he will blot out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. And certainly God's judgment is declared against them in Deuteronomy chapter 25 and verse 19. Therefore it shall be when the Lord your God has given you rest from your enemies all around in the land which the Lord your God has given you to possess as an inheritance that you will blot out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. You shall not forget. God does not forget the troublemakers. God does not forget those who set their hearts on going against his way and purposely seek to destroy his people with their great anger. It has amazed me since I've been saved how there are people who will actually become riled and angry when they hear about the things of the Lord. I've seen perfect strangers when you speak to them, for example, about homeschooling children in order that they might have a Christian education or placing them in Christian schools who don't know you or really have very little contact with you if they hear it, become angry and start to say, you shouldn't do that and interfere in a conversation you might be having for no reason whatsoever but that they're angry at the things of God. I've had people jump into conversations where I'm speaking to one individual about the Lord who is readily listening and wants to speak about you know, the Bible and is trying to get some answers, and they'll hear you speak about Christianity, and with anger they jump in to say, there is no God, the Bible's not true. And you say, where does this person come from? Why are they interfering? In a normal course of things, if I heard two people speaking off to the side and I didn't really know either one of them, I wouldn't invade into their space. But like Amalek, the Amalekites, they charge in because they're troublemakers and there's that zeal against God. And they're looking step by step to destroy the work of God. And their anger is irrational. It's not even a rational anger. It's an irrational hatred for the things of the Lord. And so the Amalekites become symbolic of all that's wrong, that troublemaking nature that's in the human flesh and the judgment of God upon it. And obviously here, when Saul goes out and attacks and is, is trying to deliver the Israelites, it says in verse 48 of 1 Samuel, And he gathered an army and attacked the Amalekites and delivered Israel from the hands of those who plundered them. He's trying to stop the Amalekites from continuing their plundering, so their ways haven't changed. Corporately, they're just like the group that came out against the Israelite children 
in the book of Exodus. They're still attacking the Israelites. And Saul now is going out in defense and attacking them. Then we read in verse 49 the names of the sons of Saul. You have Jonathan, you have uh, Jishui, or he's also called Abinadab, and you have Malchishua, Malchishua. And all three later on will be killed by the Philistines. You'll read about that in 1 Samuel chapter 31. And you read about his two daughters, the first Mirab and the younger Michael, and obviously Michael's the one that becomes the wife of David. And then we have the names in verse 50 of Saul's wife, Ahinoam, and his commander Abner, who were told the commander of his army was the son of Nea, Saul's uncle. So Abner is Saul's cousin. It says Kish was the father of Saul and Nea the father of Abner, and they're both the son of Abiel. Now there was fierce war in verse 52 with the Philistines all the days of Saul. As always, we would greatly enjoy hearing from you. Our address is Shi'ar Jashub, P.O. Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. Though our P.O. Box is in Branford, our Sunday service is at the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Service is at 10 a.m., and the hall can be reached by taking I-95 to exit 61. Go south on Route 79 to Route 1, turn right, and at the next light, turn right again. We pray the Lord Jesus blesses you as you grow in the knowledge of Him.